Okay, here we are with Doug Zubrat one more time. And Doug just got back from a trip where he was towing his Maverick. He used this new camera we're going to talk about. And he was in an LTV rally that Pagosa sponsored. And so we're going to get into all of this. But first of all, Doug, how did your your trip go? Where'd you go? Gosh, we started, it was uh, seven weeks. And so we made our way to Medora as our first stop for the LTV rally. And then we had to do a little backtrack to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, because the air conditioner quit working. Uh, and I had to get it done. The, the rooftop air or the sprinter air? The house air, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. And, and I was 18 days left of warranty. So I had to get it diagnosed. And so the closest place for me to get that diagnosed was back in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at the dealer where I bought the LTD. Oh, my word. So we went so we went back there, and by we left one day early from the rally. We got back to Sioux Falls, South Dakota on a Friday, got it diagnosed and replaced by quarter after 11 in the morning, the ne- that Friday morning. Oh, so my we word. lucked out. <laughs> that is crazy. In fact, I there are so many stories of uh, people going on long trips and, and something happening. You know, Lori Raby, who uh, always does, she just got back from an eight-month trip, but her first six-month trip where her – her LTV, they something with the the oil, and you know she was stuck on top of a mountain, and so, and then this, and then so, yeah. I mean that's that's a it's it can be a, a nightmare, but so glad to hear that you have uh, that you got yours taken care of. And so, was it just a simple repair? What was it? Is a replacement. Oh well, there you go. So I have a brand new Dometic Penguin Two air conditioner on top, and with probably another warranty. I doubt it. I yeah. I would be surprised. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll extend it if they I ever have they, they better. So, yeah. well, that's good. So that works. Now then, you towed the Maverick for seven weeks all over the country. How was that experience? It worked really well. Yeah, it, it was really awesome. So we're now, that trip was a bit over 5,600 miles over seven weeks. And we probably had about another 1,500 miles towing it before the trip. So we're up well over 7,000 miles now towing the Maverick. And it's been beautiful. It's worked out really well. That is fantastic. So if you're watching this without watching Doug's first video, he got a Maverick. He set it up to tow. And we talked about that experience. And, you know, we, had, we, we bought a Maverick in order to tow behind our leisure travel van, then decided after we got our Airstream, decided not to tow that. So I wanted to get a first person um, account of what that experience is like. So after 7,000 miles of towing a Ford Maverick, it's been great, huh? It has. It's been flawless. And <clears throat> it is when we go and set for several days in a row, say we were at Yellowstone for five nights. And when we go set like that, it's awesome just being able to unhook, go into town to get groceries. And it's much better, I believe, driving that vehicle in these national parks with the steep inclines, um, rough terrain, all that, than running the LTV. Oh, 100%, especially in national parks. And, th- and so now we still have our Maverick. We love our Maverick. Um, and it drives, it drives like a car. So, and it's small, easy to park, 
I, that's why I, I'm still convinced that that is, if you're going to tow a vehicle, if you can get a Maverick, get a Maverick. Do you agree? I agree. I've, I've had two different vehicles and, and this is by far the most functional and the most utilitarian vehicle. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Now, did you notice what was your, your mileage now towing that whole trip? Well, basically I went from a range of 15 and a half to about 12 and a half. Okay. The 12 and a half, I was forced to buy, and I don't know what level of biodiesel it was, but it had that old B5 to B20 sticker on the pump, and I needed fuel. Yeah. And so I filled it up, but I ran it out that one day. I got 12.6 mm. with that tank. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and then immediately filled it up, and the next tank I I was doing over fifteen again. Okay, with towing the Maverick, so towing the Maverick with good fuel, fifteen mile. I mean, you cannot beat that. No, absolutely. I, I was shocked, frankly. Yeah, and you know, and for people who are waiting on an LTV or thinking about an LTV, you know, typically if you're like me, I normally get about. I mean, on on seventeen to nineteen, if you're not towing, so is what I generally get. And the good news is for people that are willing to wait for the new chassis, the, the fuel mileage and the sound level in the cap is even better. Yeah, I got a, I got a real world account of uh, from somebody at LTV and they were getting uh, 19 to 21, I think is what they were saying in exactly. the new chassis. So. Yeah, and, and right now diesel prices are back up, you know, almost four bucks a gallon down here in Texas. That means they're going to be higher everywhere else. That's right. Yeah. And did you see that? Well, how about fuel prices uh, while you were out west? Oh, gosh. Uh, the most I paid was five bucks, four ninety nine. Okay. And that was yeah. at St. Mary's right at the edge of Glacier National Park. Yeah. And so well, I was captive. Yeah. And and still with an LTV, I mean, you're getting 15 towing. I mean, you still cannot complain in an RV at all. You know, those big diesel pushers that get seven and eight, you know, uh, absolutely. That, would not, that would not be a fun fill up. No, I've, I've lived that life before. Yeah. Okay. So let now after our last conversation, I had this uh, camera that FXT company uh, had sent me in order to review. Um, and after we decided not to tow the Maverick, I sent that camera to you to review. So let's let's talk about that. You hooked it up, um, and obviously, if you're towing a, a vehicle, you definitely want to look at it and see what's going on back there. And absolutely, so, talk all right, about wonderful peace of mind. Yes, for sure. Okay, so you sent me some pictures um, of the install and everything. I do believe uh, we haven't talked about this in a little bit because you wanted to wait till you got back for your trip to do this. Uh, but let's kind of go through the install. How was it installing and how did you install it? No, that, that's great. It was very simple, truly. Uh, my biggest concern or question was where was I going to get the power to run the rear camera? And I could have gone to the tail light, but then I would have to always have my headlights on manually. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do that. So what I did is I, I actually went into the water compartment and used the power feed 
to the compartment light, the LED compartment light, and I used the T-splices that were provided in the kit, and that's where I hooked it up. The, the cabling is the same uh, gauge for the for those lights in the compartments as the cable that comes for the camera. And so it works seamlessly. So wow. all I do is I separated the wires in the water compartment and then put those, those uh, T-splices on. And then I had power to the camera. All I have to do is switch the compartment light, the red light that's by your door when you come into the house. All you do is switch that baby on and I've got power to the camera. Oh, that's genius. I've never heard anybody doing that. And that now you're, you know, you're going to have probably 5,000 people asking exactly how to do it because I think that's probably the smartest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So there, there are pictures there showing which compartment panel I took off to get to the wires and how I routed the, uh, the cable through the through that uh, water compartment and then back up to the camera okay perfect now i'll be running these pictures through as i edit this i'll, I'll run those pictures through so everybody can see now then and then the uh the camera was actually on a if i remember correctly on a license plate bracket is that what you did or did you mount it separately to your so the, the kit comes with two cameras and you can actually do a split screen it's actually designed for a trailer setup one of them is the license plate camera that I did not use. And the other is the camera that mounts on the back of a pie on a trailer. That's the camera I use that has, that has a bracket and it's a bigger camera. That's the camera I use. And I used it on that beveled edge of the recess in the back uh, cap of the LTV. Okay. And so I, I get constantly people asking about what camera and, and things like that. And of course, I've been using a wireless solution. I got at Costco like the day I got the LTV basically, which I don't even actually use anymore. We're not towing and I've got a good gauge of, you know, when, when I pass a, a car or something, when, when, to, when to get back in the other lane. So I actually don't use a camera. If I were towing, 100% I would use a camera. So if uh, so, it came with a like a seven inch monitor, I believe. Um, so is everything working? Did you have to run a wire underneath the coach? What'd you do? No, not at all. That's why I wanted to solve the power problem in the back of the coach because we didn't we don't have to run an RF cable along with the power feed the whole distance of the coach. That's the beauty of the wireless. Oh yeah, so it's all wireless. So it just transmits from the back. Up to your up to the front. That's right. Okay, and ever get any interruptions or anything like that? No, no interruptions. Um, simply, I think there's a slight lag because, as you can kind of gauge in your mirror where cars are passing mm -hmm. you, I think there might be say a second, maybe a second and a half lag. Okay, so you, not just, you just need to be careful then to understand then you know, where, where everything is, if there's a slight lag. And you're not, when you're towing something like that, you're not going to be making those, or hopefully you're not making those split second decisions. Mm -hmm. You're planning your moves well in advance and you know where people are. You're still using your mirrors, both mirrors on each side. 
and you're using the camera. Okay. So I'm taking it. It's a thumbs up on the FXT camera then. I, it's beautiful. I thought it was a great peace of mind. Perfect. And I'll put a link to that down below. And again, they did send that to, to me for free to test out. And then of course, uh, which was great because you got it for free to test out. So that's I right. That, I hope that worked out good. All right. So now then, um, let's talk about the LTV rally you were just at. Um, and in fact, leisure travel vans, they actually reached out to me recently and said, Hey, I'd love for you to talk more about the rallies because they are so awesome for LTV owners. So let's talk about that rally. Oh, great. Yeah. So which one did you go to? Medora, North Dakota. So it's the Midwest. Okay. The yeah. Midwest. And that's the one you're a member of. Are you that's a member right. of multiple or just that one? Just that one right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a member of three of them. <laughs> so, uh, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Texoma is what they call it. And then, of course, yeah. Rocky Mountain. So, uh, okay. But anyway, yeah, join as many as you can. They don't care where you live. They just, you know, happy to have you. That's what's great about it. And so tell, tell me about the rally. How many, how many folks were there? About 50 rigs. Okay, cool. And, the, and, then, and yeah, and, and Pagosa, our company, uh, sponsored that. Uh, and so I think, Thank we, you, by the way. oh, yeah, you're absolutely. So I think uh, they gave away some cutting boards and some stuff like that. That's right. Cool. That's right. And, you know, we've got the, the coupons too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I love it. Um, so every, every time I go to an LTV rally, they always do a really good job of having some really good educational classes, whether it be, um, you know, upgrades for your LTV or even having somebody from a service department come in and talk about maintenance. Did you have any of those? We, we did. Um, a lot of them were, uh, group members. And then Don Clausen was there from the factory oh, with, yeah. a demo, with a demo unit. And that's the, that's the new chassis that I saw. Okay. Um, Did you notice anything in particularly different about it? Uh, not structurally, okay. but the word is, it is really, really quiet when you're driving much quieter than even our chassis that we have the same chassis. Yeah. And, um, it also has gets much better fuel economy. The but the real kicker on this is they're going to this all Truma system for air mm -hmm. conditioning. Yeah. Wow, does that work nice? The only the only downside to it is that you don't have a heat pump option on it. Mm -hmm. So you have Truma heater, Truma hot water, and Truma AC. And that air conditioner is something else. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't think that's as big. I mean, you may, but uh, we, you know, we we camp a lot in Colorado where obviously it, it gets cold at night, and I very rarely find myself in that sweet spot where a where the heat pump is actually adequate, meaning it can't be below I think 42 degrees, it won't work, and then anything above it, I'm kind of fine. I'm kind of like sleeping cool in the coach anyway, so we'll yeah. just use the furnace. So I, you know, I don't particularly mind it not having one. But I will say that I've talked to some people who have it, and I mean, it is head and shoulders above our, uh, well, my 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 uh, original Dometic and your brand new Dometic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and you can run the air conditioner off of twenty amp without a soft start. Yeah. Is my understanding. 
Yeah, that's great. We actually had, uh, we did a battery install uh, with the Onyx install for somebody with a Truma who still wanted a soft start. Uh, and we got, and, and it is a little trouble because they're so much smaller, but mm -hmm. with the, uh, uh, not the, my, the micro air is larger. So you have to use a soft start RV. Um, and, and we're able to place it in there, find a spot for it um and and got a soft start in it which is always a good thing especially because this they were going to run their conditioner off of their lithium battery their lithionics batteries oh sure yeah so it's a good idea to get a soft start but yes i have heard that you can you can that thing will not spike as much and you can on a 20 amp that it you know you're probably not going to blow that breaker which is fantastic yeah, yeah. but if you're if you're running off of uh, your batteries uh, and your inverter, I'd still probably say get one, you know, just so you don't have any issues while you're out boondocking. That's not the time to have it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So after everything is said and done, the camera works great, your new air conditioner works great, uh, and the Maverick is towing. Now then, if you want to see Doug's setup, and, and we'll, I want to kind of recap your setup again um, for towing the Maverick, but I'll link that video up up here somewhere uh, to where you can go and watch my first interview with Doug. But remind us again, what setup do you have uh, to tow the Maverick? Sure. It's a um, Blue Ox base plate and tow bar. It's the lightest one I can find. Um, and with the tow bar and the base plate and the cover that I put on the Maverick, which is a hard aluminum cover on the bed, fully loaded, fully fueled, I put it, I ran across the scale at 4,100 pounds even. Nice. And I did that right before this trip, just to yeah. see where, where, I, where I was. That's fantastic because I think at 4,200 is kind of that, okay, that is if, you're, if your LTV is loaded to, the, to its full, then basically you only have 4,200 to a total to tow behind it. So if you're loaded in your Maverick, and then of course you can, you can put stuff in there that you don't want to keep in your LTV, you're going to be completely fine weight wise, which Indeed. and have a utilitarian vehicle and not necessarily like, you know, some people could pull mini Coopers and, um, and things like that, which are obviously going to probably be a little bit easier on the gas mileage and not as heavy, but you can't store anything that much, you know, uh, my friend Gary, he pulls a Mini Cooper yeah. behind his, so he, he may comment down below what all he carries in it. But anyway, so I, I think that's fantastic. So was there anything else you'd like to add, Doug, as far as camera, towing, anything like that? No, I was going to say the, the other piece that I have in terms of that tow setup is the auxiliary brake system is RVI3 brake system, yeah. which is a wireless brake system, uses RF, and yeah. there's special considerations in the setup um, that you have to account for because it has an electric braking system rather than a um, hydraulic braking system as most vehicles have. Yeah. But it has the flexibility, if you call RBI3, they will give you the proper parameters to set that up in a manual setup uh, situation. Oh, okay, because you, add, you actually added a 12 volt plug on yours, correct? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. So there may be a little more setup if you're going to use the RVI, which is great because it's just kind of a permanent installation. Um, whereas those big Patriots, those giant things, you 
that have the little R, you know. So, I mean, yours is much easier day to day, correct? You still have a module that you have to put in, take in and out, but it's very light, very simple. It's not quite as cumbersome as the Patriots. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and then the other thing, the other really big piece, and I, and I just saw something about this probably within the last month or month and a half on Facebook group, is that I have a charge line to the chassis battery on the Maverick. And I've, I've run into people or I've heard people having problems with um, the escape um, not have with not having a charge line hooked up, they're draining their batteries mm-hmm. because they're having to use that battery power for the braking and for the lights and that sort of thing. Yeah, I've I've heard that that is a is a big thing, and and in order to not do that, you have to stop every so often and start the engine and you know let the alternator charge the batteries back up. So what you have is basically you don't have to worry about that. Your your Maverick's going to start no matter how long you tow, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And gosh, um, well, forty nine days and you know fifty six hundred miles worth, and we didn't have a single problem. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I, I, I love to hear that. Well, all right. Well, if people have questions, is it OK if they message in here and I can shoot them to you or something and, and you can answer? Sure. Absolutely. No, no problem. Um, the only thing I would say is you know, when you mount that camera on the back of the LTV in the fiberglass, make sure you drill some pilot holes, you know, and start small and work up so you don't tear tear everything up. And that's what the tape in some of those pictures are. That's what that's for is to try to not mar the finish of yeah. the LTV. Yes. And, you know, what's the old saying? Measure twice, cut once. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that big, that big fiberglass cap you don't want to mess up on, I would imagine. So, yeah, well, that's, that was the most intimidating part of the install. Oh, I would imagine so. I, yeah, I don't know that I could have done it myself because I would be, I've been so nervous, I probably would have messed it up. So, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool, Doug. Well, thanks for, for jumping back on here. Um, so glad that that camera worked out for you. And again, if you want to take a look at that camera, it's the FXT. Got it right here, FX12F9. I'll put a link to that down there. And the company was nice enough to send it over. So I am I am glad that it's getting good use uh, and monitoring that Maverick while you are driving. So that's fantastic. Anything else to add, Doug? I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for, for uh, the second interview here. That's fantastic. So you're that's more than welcome. Yeah. All right. So if you've got a question for Doug, actually, you can put it in the comments down below. And then I'm assuming you could even answer it there, couldn't you? If it's, sure. you know, I don't know how many you want to answer. Sometimes it can, it can get kind of overwhelming. But um, anyway, so put your comments down below. Then Doug or myself will check that every once in a while and see if we can answer those for you. Uh, but with that being said, Doug, thanks for jumping on here. And we will see you next time. Sounds good, Brandon. Take care. All right, Doug. Thanks a million.